Good morning. It is the morning burrito. We are back after two weeks off. Two weeks? Has it? Was it two weeks? It was two weeks. Wow. I'm Michael. I'm Eric. It is good to have you in post Easter. Wow. We made it through. The resurrection is, awesome. is real. He is risen. Indeed. Uh, that's not how it goes. I know. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Oh, jeez. Can't even let me finish before he starts saying his part. I've had coffee today. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I, I got hot hot cocoa. Yeah. Child's drink. You know what? I don't care if you call it a child's drink. It's okay. I don't want the coffee nastiness okay. that you drink all the time. Hey, no I wonder you're so short. I really like what you're doing with the on-air thing here. You got some duct tape behind there to hold that up today. Uh, sir, that is gaff tape, not duct tape. Okay. You need to, like, make... I actually probably need to have... We're going to bring him up again. Kelly. Oh, we have to make him seriously? come up with like a piece of angle iron or something so that it'll hold <laughs> it up. We could just screw it down into the table. We've also said that we were going to screw hole, like drill holes down in so we could put our yeah, cords right down the through. Yeah, but I don't want But it's our table now. Right. I'd rather put a screw hole in it. Anyway, good yeah. morning. So let's uh let's let's start let's start today. We're not going to tell you the topic yet, um, but we are pretty excited about this topic. It was kind of Genesis today, um, but well, only we'll, only because we asked you the viewers for like input on what to talk about, and you failed us. They hosed us. Yes, totally. So we had to come up with something, and I think we've come up some something good on the fly. I'm, I'm well, it's going to deal with a sermon that's coming up here in the future. So oh, so kind of. A big day in the church calendar, maybe. Yeah, sort of, probably. Okay, good. All right, so let's talk about Easter. how How did how did your Easter go? Your, you know, it Good was... Friday through Easter Sunday. Okay, so I have to answer it in two ways. Like personally, uh, like as a as our family, our family is is great. Easter was was great. Um, but man, as as like pastor, it was draining. <laughs> it was totally draining this year. So, but uh, but yeah, it was great. How about you? It was good. It was good. Uh, you know, I think from the church perspective, our church hit it out of the park. Home for run. Good Grand Friday Slam. and uh, sunrise service and Easter Sunday service. I mean, I think it went really, really well. Sorry, It went, it the, went better than, than uh, Gazaga played last night. <laughs> Just saying. Go Butler, I guess. <laughs> um, or not Butler. Um, Baylor. Baylor. I, I had the B right. Butler was the player on Baylor. Sure, I, I didn't watch it. So, oh, well, you you missed it. I'm, I'm not, not really. I'm not, really I'm not a Gonzaga fan or a Baylor fan. So. I've watched two games. Hey, but year. you know, Baylor is a Christian university, so there you go. There's well, that. so is Gonzaga. Well, ca- yeah, I guess so. Catholic. University. It was a Baptist versus Catholic. There you go. Baptist won. Uh, and no, so and then um, we're gonna hear about that. Okay. Uh, the uh, the time after Easter Sunday uh, service and just hanging with some friends uh, who have become family and some new f- people that we're getting to know uh, for the last uh, little bit here um, to have them in our home was really awesome. And so it was a uh, it was a great just great weekend front to back um, for those of you who are Hermnaz folk. If you're a live streamer, uh, you watch our live stream. We just uh Publicly, we've done it on Facebook now, but we want to just publicly say we're sorry that the uh, equipment failed us for live stream audio um, on Sunday. That's Uh, a bummer. That was that was rough. Um, But we have ordered a part. It will be fixed. We should never have that problem with audio ever again. So so here's the deal, though. We've been trying to go digital on everything. Yeah. But we're using old school RCA equipment with digital equipment. Correct. And that didn't work. Correct. So, well, and like you had said in your p- Facebook post uh, yesterday, I believe, or maybe it was later on Sunday, um, it, 
it all worked before the service started. Yeah. And Easter Sunday were, you know, this is this is our like Super Bowl in the church. I mean, every year Easter Sunday is the Super Bowl. And uh, you know, our worship team, our our staff, I mean, we were ready to go. It was game on. Let's do this thing. And then that's the one thing that fails us equipment that we couldn't have controlled, we couldn't have known. It I just know. dies on us at the wrong time. So anyway, we've uh, we've switched to digital for live stream. Uh, we don't we are using USB now, so we don't have to worry about RCA cables or any of that nonsense. I told I told my wife I was like, can you believe that it didn't work? And she says, well, I was thinking during the week that it's going pretty smooth, like the devil's leaving us alone. So <laughs> he showed up. Yeah, we we still lost. But Hermnaz family, you know that the uh, enemy loves to attack this church when we're doing the right thing. <laughs> Last so. minute. Yeah. Yep. So. Anyway, uh, yeah. So Easter was good. Everything was good. good in your life. Yeah, life hey, is life is good. It's uh, for at least Hermiston kids. It's uh, spring break. Spring break. Um, I've already been fishing once since spring break started. For, well, twice. You went sturgeon fishing. Yeah, but that wasn't in spring break. Oh, spring break time. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. spring break. Okay. I've been bass fishing once. Uh, didn't catch anything. Had to go buy a new rod because my rod's just light, so. you know, light medium. It, it's I can't set the hook with the light medium on those small fish, so I had to get a medium heavy rod so that I can set that hook and yeah. not have any yeah. problems. T- that, that's typical manhood right there. That's right. Hey, honey, I didn't catch a fish. I have to go buy a new rod. Well, he, our friend Kelly, he saw he saw my wife after I had bought it, and he's like, "I'm really sorry. I'm really really sorry." That's funny because I created a monster because my uh, one of my sons they went to see Grandma Grandpa this last weekend. And uh, he came home with five rods because I asked my father-in-law for a um, if he had a, a certain rod for a seven-foot rod um, for a walleye. Uh-huh. He comes home with five of them, <laughs> so I can feel your pain. Yeah. Well, I have a I have a new four thousand uh, four thousand reel by Shimano. Oh, nice. And I have a medium heavy rod by uh, Shakespeare. So I'm I'm ready to roll. <laughs> so so now there is no excuse. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, and I did I, I actually bought more tackle as well, by the way. This is not a fishing show, but just so you know, I, I bought I bought the walleye bouncers for the, the bottom. They're so. called walkers. Walkers, whatever. That they call bouncer <laughs> on the package, okay? I use the term. You're gonna lose your man card if you keep talking. Hey, that's what's on the package. It's called a bouncer? On the package it says a bouncer. It's the got the weight and the you know, you know, you know. must have got them from Canada or something. I got them from Walmart. I, I mean Okay. There's the problem. I bought stuff at Walmart. Probably. Anyway, sorry for that. But uh, no, actually, uh, a buddy of ours, uh, two buddies of ours, Josh and Kelly, sent me a... Stop dropping names. We have to have them all on the show. We're going to have to. We're going to have them in the boat so we can be all fishing. No, not Josh. No, they caught like 15 fish last night. <laughs> Big old bass. I mean, these were like ginormous bass. And of course, Kelly calls me on FaceTime to, to show me josh in mid reel the rod just like pointing down and i'm like okay i went out with you like three days ago and i caught you're bitter a big goose egg and here's josh <laughs> so for that we say congratulations boys <laughs> yeah so i i think we're going tonight me and uh kelly to get that new get the stink off the new rod and the yeah yeah i need i need to f- catch some fish yeah uh i didn't catch anything this this winter so it's it's no steelhead no sturgeon <laughs> It's time. It's time You're to get hurting. some fish. I need, yeah. I need a fish. All right. So without further ado, we're not going to delay this anymore. It's time to get to our topic for the, the day. Ooh. It's kind of a good it is. segue the way Ooh. you did that. Ooh. 
So one of the things that we've noticed uh, as we've been doing this podcast now for five months is that uh, when we do topics that are more in the scope of paranormal, uh, meaning not normal, not just normal everyday stuff, um, we tend to get people who are really interested in those podcasts. Uh, apparently people like hearing us talk about weird stuff. So as we talked this morning about what our topic would be, since we didn't get any help from our viewers like you, <laughs> as the, what was that, on PBS or something? They used to say viewers like you. We're sponsored by viewers like you. You remember the, really the star? PBS, anyway, a Saturday morning and stuff, Shining Time Station or whatever. Um, we decided, we've talked about aliens. We've talked about mythical creatures. Dinosaurs, unicorns. The next logical thing for us to discuss ghosts oh yeah i mean who doesn't like to discuss ghosts let's start this conversation in the most appropriate way let's talk through how culture looks at ghosts from tv to movies uh you know books comics i don't care let's let's start rolling off some of the ways that ghosts are described Hmm. the first one that comes to mind for me Oh, you're gonna take I, mine. I know it. You're I can't. Take it. I can't believe I'm gonna even say this. You're gonna take it. The movie Ghost with Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. Yeah. What a what a what a train wreck that yeah. movie. And I'm sorry, ladies who are watching who love that movie because it's totally a chick flick. That is one of the dumbest films I've ever seen in my entire you life. You think? Oh my <laughs> gosh, my mom loved that movie when I was a kid. Ugh. For me, it was Casper. Ah, uh, yeah, Casper. like the original Casper the original, or the movie. Well, uh, well, I started with the original. You know, the movie came out. I don't know whenever, but Casper, oh, the, friendly so nice. ghost, the friendly ghost, friendly ghost, nice. ghost. You know, yeah. So mom would let me watch Casper, but she would not let me watch Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo was my other go-to. Uh, yeah, but those ghosts were always fake. Because there's always the the dude from the the okay we're talking about park the, or the realness and the fakeness today. But I'm just saying Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo. I mean, that was a good one. Uh, for me, growing up, like the big the big thing was Ghostbusters. I mean, I, I was an '80s yep. kid, and yep. so both of the Ghostbusters movies. I mean, to this day, I have the uh, 4K versions of them. Like, I I my <laughs> wife and I love the Ghostbusters. We actually have the original film poster. Of, there, you, uh, why does that not surprise me? We've not framed it, but we have it, and it's going to be framed and put in our house at some point. <laughs> I mean, we've lived here for almost two years now, so you would think we would get on that and get that hung up. What about but, that show that was the uh, the Ghost Hunters? Oh, dude, I watch Ghost Hunters all like the that? time. Yeah. I mean, it's back on TV, but it's not the same because Grant and, uh, Grant and uh, Jason are not together. They're two different shows. Uh, Grant is doing Ghost Hunters, and then Jason's doing a show called Ghost Nation now. Um, my wife and I, we started watching these new intonations of the Ghost Hunters, uh, these two different shows. Uh, but the problem is, we've caught both of them in lies. No way, really? Like, we've caught, like, we never had that problem wow, before when they were together and they did the Ghost Hunters original <laughs> series. We never caught them lying. We've caught both shows lying, and it was really, like, disheartening. I'm sorry, um, I crushed you. Like the they the there was one with the go, the ghost hunters, the new ghost hunters, where they it was a complete setup, and there's like articles that have empirically proven that it was a setup, and it's like to help the town have money and stuff. I, I was just like, 
Yep, I'm done. Oh, you're crushed. I am done. I'm not gonna like because the whole point of Ghost Hunters, which I this is what I loved. I am a skeptic. I I I will say right at the outset, the whole idea of ghosts is is very difficult for me to believe. So Ghost Hunters, unlike go- shows like Ghost Adventures and some of these other shows, uh, you remember the old uh, what was his name's uh, something Edwards, Jonathan Edwards. He did the the he had that like Oprah Winfrey type. Uh, live show or whatever and he was the medium who would you know talk to their their dead relatives anyway not not real just fake um but ghost hunters came at it with the okay we're gonna go to this house or to this you know asylum or whatever it was and we're gonna disprove all of these reports we're our goal is to try and disprove anything that way anything that's left theoretically is real um is is paranormal right and I always appreciate that because that's that's what that's where my heart is. I'm a, I'm a skeptic, so I want to see them disprove the stupid stuff where it's a it's a door that just creaks, or it's the wind going through this corridor that causes that sound, or uh, it's the floor is just creaky because it's old an old building. Like that to me is important to show people. Like yeah, you you no, th- this is not a ghost. We sat in the hotel room and uh, as a family and watched. We just binged it. Mm-hmm. And because uh, we hadn't seen it before, and uh, so we binged it and just laughed, and we're like, "Wow, people really believe this stuff." <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so so there are movies, there's TV shows, there's cartoons, there's uh, I'm sure there's comic book stuff that talks about ghosts. I'm not a comic book guy, but I'm sure there are comics out there about. There's ghosts. even people that will come to us as pastors and go, "Hey, pastor, there's a ghost in my closet." I have not had that. I at least had not that yet. Twice, once here. Actually. Oh wow! Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it, but I mean, even the the movies we consume, they, you know, you have movies like It, for instance, popular movie from the '80s that was then redone, Stephen King book or whatever. Um, you've got the movies. I still this this really floors me that people would watch these. So everybody loves Ghost Hunters. Not everybody. A lot of people like Ghost Hunters. Those types of TV shows, right? That are supposedly real happening sort of in real time type of reality TV, right? There are people that actually go to the movie theater to see movies like Paranormal Activity. Sure. And there were like four, five, six, seven of those. I don't know. A bunch of Paranormal Activity that are basically ghost hunters, but all fake. But they want to go see those movies. Like, watch the TV show. At least that's supposedly real. Right. Paranormal Activity is legitimately a movie that's fake. Which goes to show you, by the way, if you watch Paranormal Activity, which I don't suggest because I'm, I'm a scaredy cat. I don't like those kinds of movies. But if they can do it in a movie, they certainly can do it in TV. They certainly mm-hmm. can do it in edited photographs and videos and stuff on YouTube. So, uh, again, the reason I'm a skeptic. So how would you, based on what we see in culture, again, movies, TVs, books, comics, whatever... How would you think that the culture defines the word ghost? Well, I, I know growing up, it was that scary creature underneath your bed, right? And, did and, you, and where did, did I learn that? I don't know where I learned that at. I learned that somewhere in culture. Did you differentiate between ghosts and monsters? Uh, I don't know. Um, eh, maybe. Because, see, I yeah. would have defined that differently. Yeah. Um, I thought there were ghosts in my closet. Mm-hmm. We had a monster under the bed. And there was a monster under the bed. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Um, we had a dude. This was so creepy. When I was a kid, uh, we had this big room on in the upstairs that my brother and I shared. Uh, wood floor. It was kind of this color, wood floor, and um, 
it like from where I slept in the corner of the room over there, there were two dressers, one for my brother, one for me, and they were pushed up against the wall. But behind them was a what I guess would have been a walk in closet, but it was not used that way. The whole time I lived there, it was kind of like a a storage place. My this is my grandparents' former home. My dad bought it from my, my mom and dad bought it from my grandparents. And um there was stuff in there that had to have been in there since my grandparents lived in the house. Like it was rusty old like bed frames and things. But I was convinced that a Confederate soldier had died in my house. I don't know where my sister and my brother and I got that idea from, but we we lived across from a graveyard. Maybe that was the problem. I don't know because there were people from the 1800s in the graveyard across the street. Uh, they were quiet neighbors, by the way, just perfectly quiet. Yeah. Um, but we thought we saw ghosts in the graveyard, of course, because that's what every kid thinks when they go to a graveyard. But we also thought there was a Confederate soldier that had... Uh, we thought our parent, grandparents' house was built in the days of the Confederacy because we thought our grandparents were that old. Um, my dad, my or no, my dad, my grandfather built the house with his bare hands, <laughs> so it was not that old. It was, it was built in like the fifties or sixties or whatever. Has no, no understanding in your life. <laughs> yeah, so, at that age. So again, my understanding of ghosts was uh, people who had died who. Again, as somebody who didn't grow up in the church, somebody who didn't have really an understanding of heaven and hell and all that, uh, my thought was that they, for whatever reason, didn't go to hell and they didn't go to heaven. Had no real bearing as sure. to why, but that's that's what a ghost was. Yeah. So I, I don't know. And I some think, were bad and some were good. I think culture does define, you know, help us define what we think of ghost. But does yeah. the church help to define what ghosts are? Probably. Um, but I'm not sure that we do a good job at it. Um, I don't think he, I don't know. I don't think we ever hear anybody really talk about the ghost. So today on this show, as we begin this conversation, uh, you're probably going to hear one of us be the, on one side of this and one of us be on the other side. And we may flip at some point. Who knows? We could, uh, I'm, I'm open to, to scriptural evidence of some things, but here's the reason why we're going to just tell us the reason why, because there's this day in the church that, that comes, and it's coming quickly, and it's called uh, Pentecost. And it deals with the Holy Ghost. It deals with when Christ gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, you used a phrase, Holy Ghost. Yeah, I know. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Okay. All right. So um, that was intentional. So is it Holy Casper? Holy Holy Casper. No, not Holy Casper. Oh, darn. <laughs> um, Man. But uh, so, yeah, so there might be some little devil's advocate here. He was a cute kid with rosemary. Um, because I do think it's a, I think it's a good topic. Um, but I think if you get nothing else, if you're already bored of this, all right, today, just know that you, you cannot have a, a spirit, a demon, a anything impact your life unless you invite it in. Correct. So, um, don't invite it in. That's, that's, but you may, anyway, that's what I want you to take away. Okay. So let's, let's start here. Um, I'm going to state what I believe and you can state what you believe. And then we can work through through it from there. So I said at the beginning, I'm a skeptic. I don't see any evidence uh, that would convince me, uh, at least as of yet, maybe you're, you're going to be able to convince me otherwise, but I do not see any evidence that would empirically say that ghosts are real. Um, and I would also say that I see many evidence, and we'll talk through some of these later, 
I see many evidence and evidences in scripture of quite the opposite, that there is no such thing as ghosts, that there are only two uh, beings other than God in this in the spiritual plane, and that's angels and demons. And so if somebody were to see something from the spiritual or ethereal plane, it would be a angel or a demon, not a ghost. That's my contention. That's it. That's it. That's Pretty it. simple. Hmm. So what what do you believe, Pastor Eric? <laughs> well, Pastor Michael, um, a little different perspective. Um, you know, back in my high school days, um, kind of when I was toying around being a Christian, is it Christianity real? Is it not? Is it something I want to do? Something I want to buy into or believe? Um, I, I did dabble a little bit with the satanic world. Um, so... I think that it has a little different perspective on what's real and maybe what isn't and uh, what you might think is kind of nonsense, but yet it does have power. Um, as far as the ghost versus the demon thing, um, yeah, I uh, I probably would side with you on the whole ghost issue, but man, you start dabbling in, in, in the ghost world, uh, things get a little... So a lot of perspective and you lose sight of who you are and you lose sight of what you believe and you lose sight of what the word says. Um, so I think um, I think trying to keep today's conversation from here out, try to make the line of ghost versus angels and demons. And I bet we I bet we really can't do that. I, I think it's, I think you're going to try to I think you're, I think what you're going to come at it. You're going to go. Um, they're probably going to be the same. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I think we know from scripture, not, I think we know from scripture that the enemy, meaning Satan, Lucifer, whatever term you want to use is very crafty. He's very wise, very smart. And he uses things that he knows or he believes are going to, um, affect us. And so, for many people, um, we know this because, again, the movies, the TVs, TV shows, there is a, a segment of culture, um, particularly Western culture, um, that wants that f- input uh, of stuff. And so the sa- Satan, the enemy, will use that against us, um, make us think we're seeing things that we're not seeing, or make us see things that are from his world that are not... Uh, our dead relatives and things. So I, I think the thing that we need to set out right from the, the very beginning is that Scripture is very clear. When we die, what happens? We do not, like, just float in a house or possess a house or any of that kind of thing. That is not that is not real. And so as somebody who's watched Ghost Hunters, they'll say things like, well, you know, this house has a residual haunt. It's It's... It's the energy that has been left over from years of the person doing the same thing every day. Okay, that's nonsense. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. That's nonsense. Um, when we die, this is the plain truth, especially after Resurrection Sunday, which just happened two days ago. This is important for us to understand. We either go to heaven or hell. That's it. Those are the two places that dead people go. Um, they don't hang around in some limbo place in the middle. Um, There's nobody in a dark room, so you can walk through the dark room all by yourself and you'll be okay. Correct. Yep. Um, a lot of that is our own imaginations mm-hmm. running wild. Um, but on the other hand, I will I will say to you that I agree. Demons are real, and there are things that if you want to be scared, there are things out there that 
can be scary. Uh, the The spiritual realm is not a place where humans are intended to be. Um, as far as fighting a battle, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when we interject ourselves into the middle of a battle between angels and demons, we are asking for trouble. Um, and so, uh, again, right at the outset here, I would I would make a strong, strong urging, particularly to you believers out there. Do not play with that stuff. I mean, don't play with Ouija boards, as we talked about, or, um, you know, uh, seances or mediums or any of that kind of stuff. It's the scripture is very clear. and We'll get to this in a second. But we are not as believers to mess with that stuff because it is stuff that will get us lead us down a road that we do not like the results of. And so many times we, we want to go as close as we can to that line of how close can I get to fear or sin? And still get to heaven, um, and this is a part of the. This is part of our spiritual journey that will just it'll overtake you, and you won't even know it. Um, and that's where Scripture comes through. And it's very clear on this is an area you don't mess with, don't experiment with. You 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 know don't give into it, don't give into the fear of it because we have all the power. Correct. Um, you yep. know because of what we just did at Easter, we have all the power of the resurrection, Christ. Um, but. We can't we can't just dabble. This isn't one of those things where it's like, well, how much can I drink before I actually, you know, go into an alcoholic coma? This isn't that. This is this is um, if you're going to if you're going to give Satan that foothold to where you dabble, all he has to do is just um, get you to doubt once. Is this real? And I mean, you're, you're done. I mean, he's already he's already won. So Leviticus 1931 says, do not. It's not have anything should not may not, you know. You might not, he says, do not turn to mediums or seek out spiritists, for you will be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also says in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses, I think it's 10 and 11, right? 10 and 11. Yeah, 10 and 11. He says, let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritist, or who consults the dead. We are not supposed to be having any uh, contact with that world. That mm-hmm. is not what we are to do as uh, as followers of God. Um, so if you're not a follower of God, this is not necessarily for you, but I would say in your own best interest, it does apply to you. Um, it, Messing around with these forces is very dangerous. You know, but people want to always be close to their relatives. I mean, that's why we we do the whole medium and sorcery and seance. And, right. And so have you ever been part of a seance? <laughs> Thank God, no. Mm. I, I've been I've been part of two. And uh, they will make you wet yourself. Um, totally. I mean, it it is not a, a uh, whether you believe in it or not. I went in skeptical. The first time, but the second time I was bought in. Um, I was skeptical the first time, but I dabbled, right? And the second time, I was like all in. I knew what to expect. I knew what to look for. I knew what to feel. Um, My mind just took over, and it was like things happened. I, I know I know people have messed with Ouija boards um, personally. No, mm-hmm. I know per- people personally who have messed with Ouija boards and have have gotten that like hair on the back of your neck standing up creeped out um thing um not to you know over emphasize the point but Isaiah 8 
verses 19 and 20 say, say this, when someone tells you to consult mediums and spiritists who whisper and mutter, should not people inquire of their God? Asking the question, right. shouldn't you be going to God with these things? Why are you going to spirits or mediums? Why consult the dead on behalf of the living? Why are you going to the dead mm-hmm. <laughs> on, on behalf of people who are alive? Like, meaning the dead is not as important as the living. And it says in verse 20, consult God's instruction and the testimony of warning, meaning God wants you to talk to him. Stop using other, these people who are talking to the underworld, as it were, talk to God who is above, who is bigger, who is stronger, who's the one that created all of this, who's the one that's in control of all of this. Right. But we still hang on to the idea that, you know, maybe we can contact, right? Maybe we can, can, can contact that that loved one that uh, was so big in our lives. And I mean, so you asked earlier, does culture, you know, impact us and how we believe in this stuff? It, it sure does. Cause relationships are strong. Right. Yeah. So Ecclesiastes nine, it goes on and says for the living know that they will die, but the dead, they know nothing. Um, I mean, so we know we're going to die, but the dead, they don't know anything. And it goes on. And it says for, they have no more reward for the memory of them is forgotten. Um, in other words, you you don't you don't have a a memory in the spirit world. So, when you're dead, you're dead. Um, well, and Job seven nine and ten say, as a cloud vanishes and it is gone, so one who goes down to the grave does not return. Mm-hmm. This this goes to the idea of ghosts. Uh, it even says he will never come never come to his house again. His place will know him no more. Ghosts do. There is no such thing as a ghost because people do not just hang around. They don't come back to their home. They they don't come back from the grave other than one, mm-hmm. Jesus, mm-hmm. Uh, or Jesus causing somebody to right. come from the grave, right. which he did. Um, this Again, I don't want to push this point too hard, but it is, it is really important to understand that when you think you're seeing a ghost or when you think you're talking to a, a loved one, my, my contention is you're not talking to your loved one. You're not seeing a ghost. You're seeing something or hearing something that is from a world that you do not want to touch, mm-hmm. that you do not want to have a piece of it inside of you, mm-hmm. inside your mind, inside your soul, inside your heart, whatever. You do not want that in you. Second uh, Corinthians uh, 11 goes on and it says that Satan himself masquerades around as an angel of light. Right, we, we we all want to be part of that that light. We want that warm, right. fuzzy feeling. It is not surprising then that his servants masquerade uh, as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what their actions deserve. Um, so, I mean, Scripture's telling us it's not surprising then that his servants, right, the other fallen angels, the demons, his co-workers, um, you know, his little minions, are uh, are are masquerading around. And a lot of times, that's what you're. That's what we're experiencing. And we don't want to ever admit that. Oh, I saw I saw a demon. Well, it may not look like a demon, right? It may it may look like a warm fuzzy angel. Everybody likes that part of it, um, but at the same time, man, when you're fearful, there is not that ghost element to that. It's either it's either good or it's evil. So let me ask you this: um, you know, in the Protestant Church uh, side of the church. Um, Catholics talk about it a lot more than we we do. The Orthodox Church talks a lot about about this more than we do. Um, the, the whole idea of demon possession or demons 
generally, you don't hear that discussion a whole lot mm-hmm. in the Protestant side of the Christian church. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that does a, a, a service to the church or a disservice to the church? Probably a disservice. Um, because we don't have a, we don't understand the the dark side of the ghost the world. Dark side, right? the, dark <laughs> the dark side, side of the, the force. Dark side. Um, <laughs> we don't understand that, so we can't really come at it. We, you know, we can't combat it. Um, but at the same time, um, it, it scares us because um, we don't want to deal with you know the heaven and hell issue. So it all comes back, circles around to, okay, what what really is the force here? It's it's evil. So, um, so do you think uh, this is kind of more of a generalized question, not necessarily about ghosts, but do you think even Christians struggle with fearing death? Oh, sure. Why do we fear death as believers? That's oh, the unknown. 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 I knew <laughs> you were going to say that. This is the way I speak, man. <laughs> I've only heard pastors ever talk like, and professors ever talk like that. Known. I just say known. 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 Um. We were actually talking about this, and just in light of you know the COVID pandemic, you've seen this much more pronounced now. The people who really fear death, um, and you know, some rightfully so. <laughs> like uh, COVID kills people. Um, at least it has killed lots of people. Mm-hmm. Um, are we as Christians supposed to fear death? Well, we're not supposed to fear death, but we have that human side, right? So I'm not sure that. Like, is it a rational fear to fear death as a Christian? Oh, sure. Um, I mean, I, I think that's because we're human. We, we do this. No, um, when I, so let me rephrase. Rational being based on the evidence and what we know about God, should we be fearful of death? Oh, yeah, no. Um, I mean, it's, but I don't, it's, it's, it's normal. But it's, I don't, there's nothing yeah, wrong with that. But I don't think we're, we're necessarily afraid of the death part. We're afraid of leaving behind what mm. we have. Yeah. Um, like, I'm not afraid of death. But if I was on my deathbed, uh, yeah, I'd have lots of questions. <laughs> I'd have lots of questions, making sure I know what I know, believe what I believe. But I think the bigger picture, and when I talk with people that are on their deathbed, it's who they're leaving behind. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that outweighs for the Christian. I think that outweighs almost every time the actual fear part of death. I mean, you always hear pastors at a funeral talk about the, well, they had this this gentle passing or they had the smooth entry into <laughs> into the kingdom and okay maybe that that's true but there's a time where you have to you have to realize in your heart what what is the fear the fear is i want to make sure my kids and my wife are taken care of right the fear of me going to hell is probably not where my f- fear is um sure fear of the unknown yeah okay um so as we uh so we begin to wrap up this conversation already. Uh, do we you have talked more? a lot today, dude? I did talk a lot. You did. Do you have more to say? Uh, we'll get to it another episode. All righty then. You're good. Uh, at what point do we as, as believers, um, Drink more coffee, or I'm trying to think of how to phrase this without saying it the wrong way. We have to be in the world without being of the world, as the scripture says. That was Jesus's words, right? 
how do we engage and interact with uh, people who believe and understand these things if we do not hold like you know because some people are going to take it very personally if we say that their family members are not in their homes like they think um how does a christian interact and how how do they have those conversations without like how do you how do you speak truth into that that is one of those places where I think, especially you, with a brother, a brother and brother or sister in Christ, you speak truth, and how they receive it is how they receive it. Um, it is two of the hardest things probably to do as a, as a as a believer, not even as a pastor, but as a believer, is when somebody's loved one has died, and you have the conversation: Are they in heaven? Um, or they assume that they are in heaven, and you have to go back and go. Gee. You know, maybe at that last moment, the last second, because, I mean, we don't know, right? We don't know sure. the last heart and what happens in the unconscious state before death. Um, but you got to just speak the truth. Like, yeah, they, they're they probably not in heaven. Um, mm. You know, that, and it's not up to us as Christians to run from that. But you got to speak truth. I mean, that's where God uses all things for his good. And unless we speak the truth and go, yeah, yeah, there's there's not evidence of of a re- relationship when they come out and say, I mean, I've had people say, um, I do not want, I do not want God in my life. On their deathbed, they say, no, nope, um, I'm I'm not I'm not ready to do that. And then they die, and the whole family says, oh, it's gonna be so good to see him in heaven. Were they you just, not present in what they said, just said? You know. Um, so, so unless you call that out, but the same way as yeah, grandpa is here or yeah, no, 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 he's, he's, he's not. Um, well, so so we do have to talk that, but you can't worry about the, the the good news is though, if, if, if they are a believer, right, we don't need to worry about them being here because they're not worried (laughs) They're If they're in heaven, they're in the best place you could possibly be ever, 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 ever. So. But I still think you need. To I, I know. To I know this kind of hurts us. They're not thinking about us. <laughs> they have no reason to think about us. They're they're Why? thinking about the the God that created them, who's standing in front of them. Like mm-hmm. they're not even thinking about the bass that's in the uh, in the crystal sea. They're not thinking any of that. They're not thinking about the the golden no. you know street or streets of gold there. You know. No. You know what I'm thinking about. Focused on God. In, in in the book of Revelation, it talks about the uh, the new heaven and the new earth being a cube. <laughs> I've told the teens before. My my dream is that someday when I go to heaven, that I get to go to the top of that and just jump off like like I'm skydiving. <laughs> but you know, I just land on my feet because it's heaven. <laughs> like how cool would that be? <laughs> kind of like a cat. Yeah. Like how awesome would that be? <laughs> just skydiving and never have to worry about perspective before. So one of the things I want to leave you with today uh, comes out of Romans chapter 8. And this is Paul speaking. And uh, if, you're, if, if you're fearful, if, you're, um, if you get scared, I, I mean, I know for me, like, the movies like Exorcist or the, even the Exorcism of Emily Rose, which is actually a redemption movie, um, any movie that's about demons scares me. 
because I know that they're real. And so that, that, that terrifies me. It's, it's, I don't want to come in contact with a demon. I don't want to have to have demons, you know, anywhere near me. But the thing you need to understand based on the resurrection power that Jesus gave, and here's where you bring in what you were going to talk about at the beginning. Mm -hmm. We have the same power Mm -hmm. as Jeremy camp song says, we have the same power that rose Jesus from the grave, mm-hmm. living inside of us. Mm-hmm. Romans 8 says, in chapter, uh, verse 37, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. He has given us the power. There is no ghost, angel, demon, any anything that can pull you away from Christ so long as you follow Christ. Mm-hmm. You have that power to stay connected to God no matter what you come in contact with. In mm-hmm. Luke 10 um, is, where we, is where we see the power. Um, it's, uh, it's Jesus saying, hey, I give you, he says, behold, he doesn't say hey, right? But behold and hey to me is the same thing. So behold, listen, I give you the authority to trample on the serpents and scorpions of this life all <clears throat> and over all the power of the enemy. So you have all of that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And nothing um, is going to hurt you um, at all. So you have the power. So there is no Casper the ghost. There is no Scooby-Doo ghost. There is no Halloween ghost. There's nothing in the dark room. There's nothing in the closet. There's nothing under the bed. Angels, I mean, demons. I mean, there's there's not. Um, They're real. Well, the ghost part is not the real part. But but there's nothing that's going to hurt you um, unless you invite it in, unless you dabble. And I I think that's where I just want to sit back today and and know that um, God is for me. Who's going to be against me? I have to remember that. So you said you were going to talk about the Holy Casper, the ghost. The Holy Casper. um, What? I said that? Yeah, you said we're we're about to celebrate the Holy Casper ghost. Oh. (laughs) I I think I just added the Casper part. I was going to say you did because I didn't say the Holy Casper ghost. I wouldn't put that together. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but Pentecost uh, is coming, and uh, it's when uh, Christ gives uh, us the gift of the Holy Spirit um, as our counselor, as our help, as our guide, as our conviction, um, you know, as our one that kind of helps us through the path of life. Um, so we're going to talk about this spiritual realm a little bit uh, in an upcoming Sunday um, as we get closer to Pentecost, because um, I do think when we talk about the Holy Spirit, it gets mixed up and lost in the whole idea of who. Yeah. And by the way, when they when there's only one version of the Bible that uses the word ghost when describing the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the King King James, James. the original King James version. Um, It's used, the word Holy Spirit or phrase Holy Spirit is used in every other translation of the Bible um, that we're aware of. I mean, we tried to do some research on that. Um, But even in that, when you hear the phrase Holy Ghost in the church, they're not talking about the connotation of ghost that we were talking about here. Right. They're talking about Jesus's spirit living inside of us, God's spirit living in us. But there's um, a part of the church that puts it off to the back and, uh, and puts the Holy spirit to the backside of, of life because well, we don't know much about it. And we're told not to dabble and mess with spirit world. Um, so we know the Holy spirit is good, but 
Let's just keep well, that back in the back. This is a topic for another day, but the Holy Spirit also tells us to do things that we don't want to do, like change. That's the conviction part, too. <laughs> yeah. and that, 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 can, that can drive us as human beings nuts that we're not supposed to do things. So so as we as we wrap this up before you go fishing... Um, I hope I get to go fishing today. The, that would be great. Uh, the, I, I guess today, just be encouraged that um, if you're feeling like you're in that, um, I don't know, that mindset of, hey, Easter's over... Christ is risen, and you have that post-Easter feeling of just let down. That's kind of how I'm feeling. This because you get all amped kinda, up. We're waiting yeah, for it, it. Amped up, and now it's it's here. What happens next? What happens next is 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 God throws this ghost at you, and uh, this ghost is going to transform your life uh, mm. every day, every situation, um, every every thought, every thing that you feel is conviction in your life is conviction in your life because it comes from this next thing that happens and it's the gift of the holy spirit so the yeah. spirit will change your world thank you to all of you for listening today uh we'll be back next week with a podcast do you have an idea for our next uh topic yes what's our next topic let's see what they'll tell us to talk about we're gonna try this again yeah no no we're not we're not we're not giving you round two yet Okay. I was just kidding. That was okay. Joke. So, so what are we? So are we let's let, about? let's let's talk about uh, the uh, three minute pre stage. Oh boy. So the stories of the things that are said to pastors right before we go on stage for three minute pre stage. Yep. Okay. Yep. That'll be that'll be fun. Well, we want to say thank you to uh, as as we do quite often on this show. We want to say thank you to Anchor.fm for carrying our podcast um, and disseminating it to all the areas in which you get it. Um, Spotify, uh, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts. Um, also, want to say thank you to Facebook Live and to YouTube uh, for hosting our podcast uh, as well. And then, uh, most importantly, thank you to Hermnaz Church for yep. um, helping us to do this, paying to allow us to do this, paying us to do this job, which is great um, each week. Um, and if you don't have a church home and you live in Umatilla County or the surrounding area, um, we would love to have you at Hermnaz Church Sundays or, or at anywhere in the world because we're online too. Well, that too. Okay. Well, you always forget about the online crowd. I'm still trying to fix the f- live stream. That's true. I yeah. feel bad about it, inviting people to live stream when we don't get it right. So, <laughs> I know, that's awful. Hey, uh, thanks for coming. But, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Okay.